just starting now my little joke isn't going to be heard by anybody you failed gosh darn it who's producing this thing (laughs) (laughs) you know it's interesting that the guy in charge of the audio cuts out all the jokes where he's the butt of them hmm hmm (laughs) how you doing brother doing pretty good we're going live just so you know all right going to ignore it this time see how that works hey speaking of that yeah um this is the little well we're not ready yet never mind but you know what never mind i'll email it to you but this um stream yard where you can send the stream out to YouTube, Periscope, Facebook, Twitch. Hey, did you happen to see my uh, gratefulness post Monday? I don't think I did. My sister called me up and said, hey, I think your account's been hacked. Gratefulness post Monday. And... I, I guess it was quite derogatory. Really? Yeah. Your gratefulness post was derogatory. How's that gratefulness? Well, maybe you'll have to read it. But it was on LinkedIn because I just posted like it's anyway. So my sister was one of them. I have two. So one of them was questioning the wisdom of posting such a post to LinkedIn. There's courage and then there's stupidity. And sometimes we don't know the difference until later. Exactly. Custer probably thought he was very brave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One of the things we did with the kids today was make them write things of what bravery was. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. How'd you tie that into robotics? Well, I wasn't or teaching program. robotics, program. And, but I was teaching uh, coding. Yeah. But we have these periods where they're coding. And then we have these periods where they're actually, you know, doing emotional intelligence stuff. That's one of the things I love about this particular summer camp is that it's a mixture. So oh. there's these whole periods where they're outdoors. And then when we're doing stuff where we talk about, how we're impacting each other, what empathy is, you know, that sort of thing. And today's questions were about how, you know, what does bravery mean to you? And they all wrote them on these little orange cards. And we've been making, we take these cards that we do every week and then we glue them to a big piece of paper and we spell out the name of the the program. And it's got all of their energy is in the name. Wow. How many kids are in the class? Well, it's not just the class. In my class, there's six. But in 
in the school right now, there's about 40, 42. So you're going to have 40. Well, it's been six weeks. So we have more than we have like 40 times. That's six. going to be the name of the program. Yeah. Well, it's, it's going to be like Elon Musk's child's name. I hope not. This program is zinc right, Well, we actually just glue the cards on a giant sheet and make the letters that form the program. It's like a giant collage, really. Oh, I see. So there's a program that'll read the letters in detail. No, 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 no. It's not. The name of the school, the name of the program, as in the, the name of the. the it's going to uh, be made up of 62 cards that have a children's thoughts on bravery. Yes. As well as other things besides bravery. That's going to be a crazy name. No, the, the name is th- four letters, but we make them in the shape of the letters. Oh, I got it. I must not be explaining this very well. Now I got it. So you're going to do like sticky sculpture. So let's say the yeah, name it's is, a collage. Really, cool. ultimately. you'll spell so out take cool. stuff that's like this size, cards, right? And we right. Write, have them write stuff on it. I got and then it. We glue them in shapes of letters. And big I got it. That's visuals perfect for our audio podcast. The world thanks you. <laughs> Yeah, I was holding up some colored three by five cards for those who are without sight right now. Can you move them into see. the letters? If you're not on Facebook Live right now. You're missing out. If you're not on Facebook Live, you are missing out. No, you aren't because you're listening to the podcast. Exactly. Send us money. <laughs> Immediately, we cut to the chase. The t-shirt designs will be coming out and we will be... Um, doing a musical album featuring Greg on vocals sometime in the near future. Yeah. Soon as Mark gets his album out, I'm second in line. Actually, he doesn't know it yet, but we're about to make up a comedy song right now, just live. Oh, no, we're not. And, and Greg has to sing. Nope. It's not going to happen. We'll be mighty lonely then. Oh, should we do my song I made up yesterday? And then I made a meme out of it. Okay. Just because there's a pink on your forehead doesn't make you a corn. Just because there's a pink on your forehead doesn't make you a corn. Because there's a penis on your forehead doesn't make you a unicorn. Just because there's a penis on your forehead doesn't make you a unicorn. All right, that was beautiful. But is it art? Yes, it is. Art's our producer. <laughs> hey, I like that. <laughs> Moped Outlaws. Art's our producer. <laughs> they might make you puke. Might. You can't drink enough coffee for this. Yeah. So we, we uh, Greg has been doing brilliant work, and he got our new intro done this week. I'm glad you approved it. Yeah, it was easy. All right, right on. Just that one little tweak you had. Uh, yeah. That was easy. I had, a little stereo spatial adjustment. Yeah, because I had done that on purpose, and 
but um, I appreciated the feedback. So it was easy to just take it off. You know, one of the things I like about Facebook Live is watching my gestures in a delayed fashion on the screen. Like you see yourself, you 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 say something, and then you see yourself say it about a, two seconds. I try later. not to see myself because it can be very disconcerting at the same time. Right. Well, that's why I'm not paying attention because the last time I paid attention to it, our podcast sucked. Oh, and there's someone out in the world going, oh, and it's good now. No, I'm not saying it's good now. I'm just attributing an excuse to one of our episodes. Okay, thank you. Excuses are very important to Fletchling podcasts. They allow me to live. If I didn't have excuses, man, I'd be dead right now. You'd be embarrassed. I'd be dead. Why? That seems a bit extreme. Well, because I have to justify some of the things that I did in my life. I don't know. Some people call that forgiveness. I call it justifying. Oh, is that like testifying? It's a lot like testifying. Fuck. Did you hear about the headlines from the guys who were um, testifying about the January 6th thing? The two the officers. Yes, I did hear about that. Wow, man. That juxtaposed with the past 48 hours, I was really getting into the whole Palestinian-Israeli thing. And those two things have me conclude that leaders are fucked. There is not a leader on this planet that I can think of right now that is a true leader. They're all fucking power-hungry, grabbing the cash so they can drive around in limos and SUVs and have first-class flights And people just give them their energy. Here you go. Here, enjoy your first class flight. Here's all my energy. Yay, yay for you. Yay. You seem angry, my friend. I am fucking angry. Your anger will not help you. Anger will not help you. (laughs) Help your anger will not. (laughs) That's a new little Yoda fuck. (laughs) How would you like to feel what it's like on the fourth down and you have to punt? (laughs) <laughs> field goals i prefer hmm? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's gonna do his little jedi mind trick these are not the goal posts you're looking for <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking about george lucas and steven spielberg today because candy's watching this thing on netflix about films that you know we grew up with or something like that oh yeah yeah and um I was thinking George was a great innovator in the film industry. And yeah, that's Steven, the understatement of the century. Well, and Stephen is a great director. And Stephen was a not a great innovator. And George was not a great director. And in and, and comparison, like George truly changed the film industry with his innovations, the platters, you know, and just on and on and on audio special effects, just amazing. And Steven is a great director. Yeah. And one of the things I like about Steven is he still works with 35 millimeter film editing as a 35 millimeter film editing bay. He likes that analog thing from Hmm. what I understand. And I, I find that fascinating. Yeah. Um, especially as a musician, I like magnetic tape. So I kind of have an, a kinship for him. 
And I think it's worth pointing out that I'm contractually forbidden from discussing um, George Lucas. <laughs> oh, so I could just go on and on and on and you can't stop me. No, you just can't partake in the conversation. I I'm like, I have an NDA that would, I would be violating. Well, we'll change the subject. I can speak more generally about how much I appreciate his innovations in the film than technology. You know, um, what I think is even more relevant is I've been watching the master class. Um, <clears throat> oh, what's the name of the filmmaker? Um, Scorsese. No, he directed Terminator and Titanic. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and uh, yeah. Um, James, James Cameron. Hi, I said it first. It's not a race. Yeah, it was. I win. I win. It was a race to see whose brain was still functioning after 50 years. I think we both won. Anyway, Cameron's take on, on in uh, Masterclass is really cool. I love how he talks about the different ways of approaching film and, um, you know, how he relates to uh, directing actors in particular is relevant to the person we were talking about a minute ago. <laughs> the person we shall not name. <laughs> Innovator he is. Mm, technology, yes. Mm. <laughs> Good with puppets he is. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good with the technology. Uh, I guess I'm not going to get invited back for wine. Oh, well. <laughs> I miss it. Yeah, I can hear him crossing your name off his Christmas list right now. There's a bunch of people on my Facebook who could be watching this who are still very much part of that circle, and I wouldn't want to upset them either. I love them. They're my family. I'm not this saying I don't love them. My life. Look, if, if someone said, you know, Greg Wilker's not a great ballerina, I'd have to agree, <laughs> even if I was attempting to dance ballerina dances. Yeah, but you didn't spend 70 years of your life dancing in, in ballet. But here's the thing. I think he put his energy into the t innovation. That's where his passion was. Let's face it, man. The one film that I can appreciate that comes to mind is American Graffiti. The others... It just, you know, Willow, mm, great idea. Loved the idea. I was wanting to like it. <laughs> and the fifth will be taken. All right, let's just. No, was, one of the interesting things about that was the first time that morphing was done. Digital morphing was done as yeah. a film. Okay, effect. what are we talking about? Technology. Technology. We're not saying, fuck, that was great. We're not saying, fuck, when that little girl in the red coat and that black and white movie, that right. was so moving. That was so, yeah, and that's a Steven Spielberg move. <clears throat> yeah. When E.T. phoned home, I was in tears, motherfucker. <laughs> I wasn't really, but... Indiana Jones on mushrooms was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Ooh, doggy <laughs> in the court of Madera cinema. Man, yeah. had not heard it. You know, it was brand new. Didn't know anything about it. And I'm really looking forward to the episode five of the Indiana Jones series. <laughs> Indiana Jones in the last wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck.
I can't. Tonight is the night I cannot win. <laughs> you wanted the razor's edge. You got the razor's edge. Okay, cut me. <laughs> yeah. Cut you like a knife. Just cut me from history. Hey, here's. have you seen this film on Netflix called Gunpowder Milkshake? No, I haven't. But I saw, I, I went past it the other night and felt, felt intrigued. Well, let's save that for a different conversation. We're up to two viewers. Somebody please comment. Who are they? How do I know if they don't comment? Because you can look, can't you? Can't you look at who's... Uh, maybe. See, and here's where the podcast flails because now we're fucking around with Facebook instead of doing our podcast. Oh, look at that. There's a glare in my eye. A glare in your face. Yes, there's some lighting problem. I noticed it last week. It's a good thing this is a... um, You have a needle in your eyes, individual. Yeah. It's a good thing this is a... You know what happened is I got a different screen because for... Two years, probably even more, I've been using a screen that had these dead pixels that were lines from the top to the bottom. That'll mess up your graphic design work. Exactly. And I was like trying to move things around as I'm working on it so I could see. And finally, like a week ago, I was like, Greg, quit being stupid. Buy a fucking screen. So I did. But it's a little bit higher and tilted differently than the previous one, and it creates this glare. And you know what? For those of you listening, because this is an audio podcast, I want you to picture two white dots that stay in one place, and as my face moves around, they travel. This is brilliant. children? (laughs) Now hum and say, I am worthy and belong on the planet. I am a leader, a leader of people. I deserve first class. Aww. <laughs> you're so cute you're, when you're elitist. Fuck yeah, I am. I want to be elitist. I want to be in that first class seat. See, you, that's why you're so mad at politicians is because you just want to be one. You're yeah. mad that you aren't. Yeah, I am mad. Yeah. What would you change first if I made you emperor? The emblem on the side of uh, Air Force One. Okay, what would it look like? The Moped Outlaws logo. (laughs) (laughs) America's heading for the road. America would know what they're in for. (laughs) Oh, dear. What have we done? (laughs) thought Trump was a bad idea. We turned Air Force One into a... Glider, pedal glider. <laughs> well, that'd be awesome. Solar powered electric airplane. Yeah. And it just roams around like this ongoing EDM show. You know, if I were uh, emperor or president of the United States, I would do <laughs> Air Force One, the, the train, dump Air Force One and just have like a train be the thing. Oh, that'd be really good. Oh, so there's a meeting in Mississippi. I'll be there in two weeks. <laughs> no, just like have to interrupt all freight traffic. <laughs> oh, every train has to wait while I go through. Meanwhile, there's people in like wherever Duluth who, you know, the crossing things are down and it's like a week before they can actually drive through the street yeah, that separates them from Emperor family Red from got work. three things done during his terms and now he's running again. <laughs> That's right. That's 
right? Hey, you know, that those kind of limitations might mean those three things are really powerful and less fuck ups. Or it may mean that Kathy decorated the house really nice for Christmas. The White House? Yeah. Or the back of the train house. Because I bet we'd be spending more time on the train than in the White House. <laughs> I think this train is leaving the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> it's floating electronically. Like back of the train video. just brought up something dirty to me for some reason. I don't know. Train, back, mm. caboose. I see. Sexual I see. terminology. I see. Oh, and now you're checking out. <laughs> no. Mark Wynn has checked out. I'm just not visually available. Now I am. Okay. I don't want to say. That's why I went dark for a You were cleaning your teeth. Maybe. I could tell. Maybe Sherlock I got stuff for my shake in my teeth, and that was... Sherlock Wilker. All right, so how many people... So the reason I became a, via, a coach on Zoom, like I love life coaching and I love helping people, but actually the reason is because if I work all day on Zoom, it's like one of the only ways I can stare at myself all day long and, and have a justification for it. That's beautiful. It's beautiful, baby. Mark went narcissistic coaching. Oh, you can help with my narcissistic husband? No, I'm a narcissist. I practice my narcissism practices while coaching. This is all about me. <laughs> That'd be helpful. Don't you, you know, know so, that by now? Yeah, I, <laughs> I join, you know, thinking, yeah, so what I'm working on, who fucking cares? This is all about me. <laughs> what? I thought you were my life coach. I am your life coach. It's my life we're worried about. <laughs> I am your life. And my name's Coach. <laughs> uh, if only we were as funny as we think we are. Exactly. That's what the whole three listeners are thinking right now. If only you were as funny. If only I was laughing as much as you guys. <laughs> well, we didn't promise you a rose garden. No, we didn't. I was thinking, I was wondering. How's the what, move going? It's going well. Thank you for asking. It's, um, in fact, he, Jonah is showing up tomorrow to help Neil with, uh, painting and a lot of extra work got into the project as it will. Things like for, patching holes. Well, I'm afraid to say because, uh, the owner of the establishment isn't completely on board with the extra work that happened. I see. It's called cleansing and removal. Got it. It's always a painful process. Yes. Yes, it is. <sighs> but you know what's interesting is I have learned from it. So these boxes, I have three moving boxes. So they're pretty big full of baseball cards, all in albums. And I've been carrying them around for over two decades, thinking to myself that this is a good idea. I've never looked at them in over two decades, except when we move and I carry them from one place to another. So finally, I'm like, you know what? They're gone. So they're going to my brother-in-law who collects cards and is into them. And this remote control plane that I've had, did I already tell you about this? No. Right, so I've had a remote control plane for like 15 years that I haven't even taken out of the box. And I was, you know, like 
talking with Jonah, actually talking about this extra work that was happening. He's all, well, what about that? I'm like, oh, that's great. I need that. He's all, do you, do you really? <laughs> still in the box, dad. <laughs> yeah. And here's what I realized is I had this imaginative movie in me of me happy in a field playing with this remote control plane. And so getting rid of it is like I'm throwing away that joyful experience that wow. doesn't actually exist. It doesn't mind. No, not really, though. That's the thing. It, let me say this. It is not worth keeping the fucking box. Man, that box was gone once I realized. But I, what was beautiful is I got some insight into the psychology of hoarding and mm. what is it, you know, attachment and yeah. how attached to these imaginative states of bliss that are attached to something. These illusory states of bliss. Right. Exactly. Hey, we got Michelle Veneziano who's tuning in. Oh my Hi, Michelle. God, if she knew what I was thinking about her right now, I would blush. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> you are blushing. I am blushing. <laughs> so you gave up the 15-year-old remote control plane? Yes, I did. And uh, where's it going? It went to the six-year-old son and his father that my daughter takes care of. Not the father. She takes yeah. care of the son. Um, and yeah, so, and what's really cool is the grandparents are visiting in about a week, and it seemed like a cool thing for grandpa, dad, and son to go out and do. And what's, see, the reason I got it is it's got some technology involved with it where it's for beginners. So if you, from what I've heard, a nosedive is a, thing that often happens to people who are brand new to it. And it has technology that it writes itself. If it's starting to go into a dive, I'll break out my um, drone and go film your um, old 15 year old remote control plane. Well, I'll ask wake. That's the child's name. If that's okay. <laughs> Do you have a drone? No. Oh. I'm just trying to be derogatory. <laughs> Are you trying to crack on my collecting of yes. technology? <laughs> what was your favorite uh, baseball card that you got rid of this week? Do you even know? Ken Griffey Jr. Um, rookie card. Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. Yeah. Okay, let's look that up. It's in a pristine condition. So you got to like look for the a pristine condition. In the meantime, is Michelle still on? Michelle? Yeah, she just gave us three hot flames. Well, Ah, 1989. There's three different versions. It's the one where he's kind of staying, looks really young, white border. He's got a bat over his shoulder, a blue hat, if I recall. Yeah, that describes all three of them. Oh, really? (laughs) There's one that's 250 with the Mariners logo on it. And then there's another one for 149, which is the white logo with no Mariners. Lo- no, logo. this is the Mariners logo. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So there you go. It's gone up to 250. I think I bought it for 70 bucks back in the day. Yeah. All right. So my brother-in-law is going to get that. And, That's cool. And 300 other cards that are of nominal oh, value. Fucking more than 300. Just tons. Just three boxes three boxes full of binders with cards. It was a lot of fun to do. I was, I'd go to conventions, you know, Mm -hmm. roam the tables. It was a lot of fun. 
It's funny because I've been teaching summer camp and the kids bring their Pokemon cards and they trade, right? That's funny. I know. It's and the older ones take advantage of the younger ones and end up trading, getting them to trade stuff they shouldn't trade to them. And then uh, like half an hour later, they're mad at each other. And we're like saying, no more Pokemon at summer camp. Yeah. Uh, the Pokemon Wars. The Pokemon can. The Pokemon can because he dusts it with butter, makes it. Wait a second. That just was going to go south real fast. <laughs> Do you ever see... um? What was that uh, Marlon Brando movie, Last Tango in Paris? Hmm. No, actually, that's one I have not seen, and I guess I should. It's pretty much a reference. There's a reference to butter in there. That is interesting. <laughs> okay, do tell. <laughs> I think you should see it. It's oh, pretty blushing again, butter, butterball. <laughs> it was a oh, weird butters. Was Are you blushing, butters? Thing. Yeah. I've heard some gnarly things about butter, which I won't repeat now. Well, let's just say it involved the caboose. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. We've gone there. <laughs> Prison salad. <laughs> I think I need a drink of water here. Yeah. <clears throat> so how many more weeks do you have left for camp? Friday's my last day, and then it's back to um, just full-time entrepreneurship. All right. Very good. Yeah. You think you gave yourself a nice base this summer to like, kind of just lean on a little bit? Like, here's no what no leaning allowed, but I won't go break, broke. Okay. Michelle says she loves us, guys. We love you, too, love Michelle. Love you, too, Michelle. Yeah. She helps remind me to keep my shoulders back. My posture. Liquidate. Yes. She is the goddess of all things bony. That gives me a bow. <laughs> you just can't help going there, can you? I cannot. No, I cannot. I love that. You're just so turned on. You can't just, like hold it back. Man, I, you know, sex is good stuff. It really is. Yeah. It really is. It's the best. Yeah. These I was thinking about a long shot. I was thinking about there's things in my life that like okay, never mind. I'm gonna She just put three laughing faces up. <laughs> there's things in my life that you can't talk about. Well that's well, good. no, here's what I was I was thinking about habits I have that where I persist in them waiting for a payoff. Like sex has a payoff to it usually. Um, and I think a part of it getting better in my life has been letting go of the payoff, you know, in, not in a way letting, you know, and therefore, but there's that visceral high point of sensation in orgasm. And think of this, like when there's an itch and I scratch it and then there's a, a emotional feeling to that. It, like it feels good, but then sometimes I keep scratching and it starts getting to that painful place, but I can't stop. Well, I don't stop. Obviously I can't. And it, and it's like, I'm waiting for a payoff for 10, like that peak experience. Like I'm chasing a peak experience. Yeah. And when you get goal oriented like that, you, everything just, falls away the the all of that falls away it's all right. about 
like not holding out for anything in particular, but just going on the ride. Right. Right. That's the best. But I think sex is one of the physical things I can think of that has a peak experience as a given, like it will happen. My back scratcher is getting very jealous right now. Given enough time and energy, a peak experience will happen in a sexual act. Well, and I think as men, we have an opportunity to redefine what we mean by a peak experience. Like the most common idea. What? I think as humans. As humans. Absolutely. I I I agree. Yeah. I could. Michelle had another couple comments. I love his honesty. She's speaking about you. And then he's a perfect gentleman in every sense of the word. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'd like the opportunity not to be a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Except, um, you know, in the very old standard of women go first. <laughs> very After old. you, my dear. Very old. <laughs> After you. Uh, Uh, I think you're right. Um, Our bodies have so much amazing pleasure that's available to them. And sex is one of them. But, you know, we spend so much time desensitizing ourselves and becoming desensitized by all the pressures and things that we have going on in our life. And I think that I get that that flush in my chest and in the back of my neck from things that are like musical experiences or experiences like going to Muir beach and seeing Muir woods and stuff like that. And I think the more we have cultivate that possibility for ourselves, the better life is. And we're all so busy chasing, you know, the, the mechanics of having a life as opposed to the rest of it. Here's what I was thinking of when I'm having an orgasm, an actual ejaculation orgasm, I'm in a meditative state. There is no consciousness in that point. There's no room for thought. I just isn't there. There just it's, you know, I'm in a peak experience and there's an element like I could picture myself getting dessert. And, and I'm chasing a peak experience and it never comes because I'm continually conscious as I take a bite of that flourless decadent chocolate cake, you know, and another bite, another, and I'm seeking a rush of unconsciousness. Mm. You should switch to hot tacos. This <laughs> spicy food. <laughs> And then there's heartburn. <laughs> that comes with sex too. <laughs> it does. It People really call does. it heartbreak. I call it heartburn. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. That hurt. Thank you. <laughs> I like the thank you part. Thank you for that learning experience. <laughs> I'll be taking that with me for a while. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. That's me dressed in this blue dress, running through the ice caverns. Let it go. Let it go. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) I saw this little meme where she's a lesbian because, like, I'm not going to do the meme justice. But there's something about, you know, the sister with the 
handsome prince and she's off alone in the ice cavern. And I obviously did not connect the dots very well with that. meme. I didn't take that meme with me very well. Yeah. Carrie I'm kind of glad a lot of people are, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a couple are <laughs> everyone is. Yeah. Well, hey, I wonder if that could be a job description joke butcher give me a joke and i'll butcher it for you michelle is saying sometimes not being a gentleman is the best way to be a gentleman thank you i like good to hear i like that she has a photo of herself swimming that is amazing so do i well mark i just want to say that um (laughs) i love you dearly and your photo doesn't quite do what Michelle's does. How do you know? You haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I'd like to keep it that way if you don't mind. <laughs> There's certain things that I love big. just cannot handle. <laughs> I think I'm loosening up just enough right now. That's good. <laughs> your belly on my forehead is just something I cannot handle. Thank you very much. I don't know how we got there. We didn't. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. You're welcome. I was worried. Uh, I know this moped's light riding kind of low, but I didn't realize it was riding that low. That's a low blow, my friend. <laughs> it would be. Yes, it would. <laughs> would being the optimum. I'm I'm glad you know who's the top in this relationship. Thank you very much. Is that a penis in your mouth? Are you just glad to see me? (laughs) No, it's on my forehead. I think I'm a unicorn. (laughs) Hey, just because there's a penis on your forehead doesn't make you a unicorn. For those of you who tuned in late, you missed the unicorn song, and you'll have to go back to the beginning of the podcast or the Facebook Live to understand what that reference means. Yeah. Michelle says we're killing her. Thank you. Killing me softly with his words. Killing me softly with his song. That's a Jeffrey Dahmer song. God, just got dark. Downstroke. (laughs) Darkness, darkness. Have you heard that song? Come on my pillow. Have you heard the Mata Hoople version? No. Fuck. It's on YouTube. It's on Spotify. It's on Mott the Hoople doing Darkness, Darkness. and okay. um, Is it like psychedelic? God. No, it's like fucking rock and roll. It's All right. awesome. And Check you got, you know, um, <clears throat> what's his name? I just forgot his name. Ian Hunter saying, you know, Darkness, Darkness, come be my... P-. And then they just fucking rock. I think Ronson was the guitarist for this album. The album's called Brain Capers. And, uh, yeah, I have it all loaded and ready to go, except if we play it, of course, Facebook, there'll be a commercial Facebook live. Hey, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. I just want to talk to you a second. Uh, Hey, Mark, come back. Hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is kind of a left turn, but today I've been teaching summer camp. Yes, you have. And that we were at the point after lunch, we were out on the campground and we were, the kids were waiting for their turn to play on the play structure, of course, because we have to take turns now COVID. 
and it was time to tell bad jokes. So the kids told their jokes and I had the opportunity to say this to someone who'd never heard it before, which was so much fun. And I said, last night I dreamed I ate a giant marshmallow. And when I woke up, my pillow was gone. And I was just so happy to tell that joke. And that probably says a lot about me and I'm not sure what it means, but I don't care. I want you all to know how fun it was. <laughs> Did they laugh? No. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't ask. You were in a good space until I asked. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, they didn't laugh, but didn't. I didn't expect them to laugh. It's like I don't expect orgasm. Better I don't expect way. world peace, and so far my expectations have been met. <laughs> Depends on how big a circle you draw to define the world. Like world peace around my house has been pretty good this week. Oh, right on. <clears throat> world peace around my house was a little touch and go. Yeah. Because Greg has a habit of thinking he Stirring knows what's bottom. right for the world and he acts on it. That's good. I think so. Yeah. But that's what all dictators think. This is for the good of everybody. <laughs> Everyone's going to be free, but they have to agree to be free. They have to agree to be less free than me because I rule the world, you see. Wow. Have you heard that song? I don't think so. 10CC, one of the greatest albums ever created. Well, that song's on one of the greatest albums ever created. What is that album called? It has Don't Hang Up, um, I'm Mandy, Rule of the World. Oh, my God. It's a great album. It's a band named after a heroin dose. Is that what they named it after for real? 10 cc's. Yeah, but it could be 10 cc's of penicillin. And you've got, <laughs> you know. All right. What, Just tells you where my brain is. Yeah, exactly. The assumptions I make reveal so much about me. Yeah. Could have been like, what's, I don't know. Well, I wonder where they got their name from. Let's ask them. Okay. If you're out there, 10CC, post something in the comments. <laughs> and while you're at it, Mr. Floyd, can you tell us what Comfortably Numb's all about? <laughs> I think they're the same thing. Uh, yeah, you obviously do. Comfortably Numb. Have you Just seen a little pinprick? There'll be no more... But you might feel a little sick. When that album came out, I would get high with Mike Healy at his mom's apartment. She'd make us dinner, and we'd just listen to that album from all the way through, out of our heads for like every night for at least two weeks when it first came out. Wow. Yeah, that album blew me away. And I think they did it justice with the film. I thought the film told the story well bob geldoff yes sir yeah yeah is there anybody out there that comfortably numb is said to have one of the greatest guitar solos ever created mm. yeah my favorite electric guitar solo is a song called Midnight by the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Mm. It's just an instrumental and it's kind of an obscure cut, but it just yeah, has uh, the tone. There's a moment in the solo where it just sounds like a tiger. 
to me. Wow. The embodiment of a tiger. That's wild. And that's Jimmy. Oh, by the way, you'll notice on your um, HBO Max account that the Woodstock documentary is quite more advanced than where you left it. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I just, I I didn't, I was five minutes into it. I realized when I started, I'm not going to devote an hour to this. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't get much better. Really? No. Uh, then I'm going to probably the best part is Wyclef Jean trying to play the star spangled banner at Woodstock 99 and failing miserably. Mm. And, and that, that just kind of sums up the whole context of Woodstock 99. I love Wyclef Jean, but yeah, yeah. All the artists on there I like, but it sure looked like it turned into a mess. Yeah. All right, I'll We're skip it. You know what's really good on HBO Max you might appreciate is The 100-Foot Wave, and it's also a series. So Whoa. I think the first two episodes are out really good. And partly what's really cool is people just really passionate about what they're doing. And like the first episode, there's this one guy who gave up surfing, and he had a family, and he thought, you know, I got to give this up. And he opened up a surf shop and he just realized one day he didn't like it. And he closed shop, went back out to surf. And it was right about when people were started doing these huge waves and that just caught on for, he's like, yeah, I'm into this. <clears throat> and then he was, he pushed the sport beyond, like he was the first to get tubed at jaws and no one had dropped that far back into the wave ever. Didn't even think it was possible. And when he did it, everyone was like, Oh my God. And so it was super cool. Like it gave me hope. Cause here's a guy who dropped out. And then when he got back into it, it's like he got slingshotted past where it was. And so yeah, trusting I, our desire and our internal compass is really the whole game of life. Like, it's so good for us to do that for ourselves, but then it also makes it possible for everyone else. And it's a great reminder that, that we're supposed to do that. That's why we're here. We're supposed to like really get on that moped and ride. Exactly. I just feel like I'm holding a compass from pirates of the Caribbean and the needles just spinning around and around. <laughs> That's how you feel in life right now. Yeah. It's like, That's how I feel all too. the There's time. That's- there's that oh. scene right before he crashes into the wall where he's the, the compass is spinning around and around. Yeah, that's how I feel all the time. I just really? feel like someone holding a compass and the needles just constantly go. <laughs> yeah. It's eight o'clock. The neighbors howling. Yeah. Do you think we'll have deja vu this coming fall when we close back down? COVID-28 comes rising up out of the ashes like a dark phoenix spreading over the world. Well, let me say that I hope I'm around to experience whatever vuja day or deja vu I, I'm that I can and that most of my friends are too. All right. And that... um. <clears throat> That somehow, just like with the HIV virus, we find a way for this to become 
a not so challenging part of life for people. Yeah. And, um, and I really love it if we had a whole hell of a lot less airplanes flying around and a whole lot less people driving their cars around. I mean, that's like the thing I missed the most about 2020 was there was that period from like March to June when the, it was like the day the earth stood still that old science fiction movie where it was just like quiet. Yeah. It was rad. And like I, when I was meditating outside those days, it was unbelievable. The level of birds and the level, like the nature, you could just feel nature creeping back into the spaces that she had had to leave now. And I, that was like one of the most anxious periods of my adult life. Really? Like the level of fear and carbohydrate consumption wow. was higher than it's been for me in like 25 years. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's it was a, so it's such a mixture of weird things. <laughs> That is funny. Now, do you feel like you were more alive? No, you know, it was much more constricted and much more fear-based and much more contracted. Right. 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 Um, I think I feel more alive in this summer than I ever have before in my life. Awesome. And, and part of that is having, you know, three years under my belt now at owning my own business and being of service through that, but also dealing with all of the different emotional challenges that have been part of being a part of COVID and being, you know, in a really potent and amazing relationship. And how, you know, you, when you're in a potent relationship, you can't just sit back. You can't hide. Yeah. And you can't hide. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Like I, I'm actually, I'm st- even in this conversation, there were moments where I tried to hide and you were just so obviously out there with yourself. And I think Michelle responded to that. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I love it when people show that example for us and I want more of that for myself and I want it for everybody else. And imagine how much we could trust each other if we didn't have to try and play it safe or play it behind the thing. And, you know, <clears throat> yeah, we might have to put more people in jail. But that's okay. The purge. (laughs) Mark just said he wants the purge. (laughs) I do not. Oh, God. I heard it. I heard it. Headline, headline. Clickbait. Clickbait. No, no, no. Clickbait. Clickbait. See, I think this is the thing, Mark. The more you're willing to be associated with horrible things and know who you are, the less fear you have. Because there's nothing to protect anymore. Someone out there is going to call me a dirty, rotten scoundrel. And I like last episode, I told you, there's two people I know who thought I was the devil. Not as an analogy, as a write out, you are the dark lord. You are a fucking evil fuck. So what? What am I going to do about that? So what you're saying is the... So when I say Mark gateway to freedom said, lies through the, the highway to hell. No, it, it might look at Dante. You know what? What was the way out of hell? You had to go further in. Nothing to hide. Michelle says. Yeah. Bin drop. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You're right. 
So when I, when I say, you know, Mark just said, you know, whatever I fucking said, clickbait through, like lean into it. Yeah. That's exactly what I said. Fuck you. I don't want to say what my physiological reaction is right now to this. Ah, you get the boner. (laughs) (laughs) Just lean into it. Cause you know, humanity is infinite. And which means anything and everything is going to get said about you. And there's nothing you can do about it. And so if we're able to, where I get caught up is when I get compliments and then I start thinking, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I get hooked into You start that. to believe your own press. Then you're really in trouble. Right. But as long as it's just you and the devil, you're fine. Well, no, that's like so <laughs> silly to me. Yeah. Okay. And part of it, I think that comes from some really dark things I've gone through for myself. Like I've gone deep into mm-hmm. some sick shit about who I am and, mm-hmm. and he, you know, hopefully been a process of healing it, cleaning the closet out. So it's like now, now I'm more interested in peace with people. And if that means enduring some fire for a while, great. Let's do it. Let's stand in the oven. Yeah. Yeah. What really pisses me off is when someone under the guise of communication shuts the door and you're like, oh, really? Oh, okay. That's my own shempe. <laughs> shempe pie. <laughs> so like shepherd's pie? Yeah, it's a lot like shepherd's pie, both unedible. <laughs> <laughs> Shempe pie. Yeah, that'd be a great band name. Shempe pie. <laughs> We're looking for that hook. Shempe pie. <laughs> well, agua to you, agua water to brother. You. <laughs> May the force be with you. That's so funny. Look at all the the loopbacks here. A callback. Mark just brought up a silent callback. For those of you listening, he is showing a Star Wars glass filled with water. And if you recall, this podcast started off with me berating George Lucas as a director and Mark taking the fifth because he signed an NDA. (laughs) Well, and the thing that you can't see behind me is, in fact, a replica of... The Ark of the Covenant. There you go. Steven. Oh, that's wild. Steven. And my laundry hey. basket. I don't berate. <laughs> Maybe I should put my laundry in the Ark of the Covenant. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it'd get cleaned automatically. <laughs> what if you put a sock in there and the next morning it just smelled delicious? I eat it. I wouldn't know. <laughs> if that happened, I wouldn't know. Really? Why not? I wouldn't be smelling it. You don't smell your socks? Whoops, I don't either. Now Now I got to try it. I don't smell my socks. That'd be ridiculous. (laughs) Smell my clean. Here we go. (laughs) Mm. Thank God I used that patchouli scented um, uh, soap. All right. We have all been here before. Should we wrap? Um, I think we should call it a day because if we wrap, we might offend the hip hoppers. 
I want to rap. My rap is crap. It's white as can be. It takes me across the sea into eternity where the red states are. And I drive there in my car and they say you went too far, but I haven't gone yet. And I regret that I started this rap. <laughs> Kanye would be proud. <laughs> Kanye. Man, one of my favorite albums by him is I forget the name, but it's. Well, that's interesting because I couldn't actually name an album, let alone say I forgot the name of an album. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's a bad motherfucker. I like yeah. Him. yeah. I think his last album he put out that was really a God album was strong. It was powerful. Well, because you said it, now I have some anchor point, some sort of curiosity about it. But up until you want to check out a great song, there's this punk band out of D.C., a girl punk band called Sorry Mom. And they have a single that's climbing the charts. Okay. Called I Fucked Your Mom. And I think (laughs) that's what got me into trouble Monday. (laughs) That's what my sister called and said, I think uh, that shouldn't be on LinkedIn. (laughs) That was your gratefulness series? Was was you were grateful for that song? My brother and I always post a song video with our post and um that was the one i chose for my monday post this one you mean oh yeah oh so like i knew your mom was hot um because i always saw her at the pta meetings um you know she'd come by the high school and i just thought she was like so fucking cute for a mom you know and i guess i got a little older and i grew up man like, facebook for 30 days just like a fine wine doesn't she so the other night me and your mom actually went out for this really good seafood dinner and i treated her to the works you know i treated her like a princess because your mom deserves it and then after that i took your mom home and i bent her over my desk and i fucked the shit out of your <laughs> See, if we stream on YouTube, we won't get banned. Facebook will ban us for that song, but we won't get banned on YouTube. Yep. Say whatever you want. I'm so, also yeah, going to check stuff. out Motha Hoople. Yeah. Darkness, darkness. Yeah, I got that here. All right. And I'm going to well, check who out. Knew that the, the Moped Outlaws was going to be a uh, music appreciation podcast as well. What well, happened a couple of episodes ago? That's true. Oh, yeah. Um, what was that Jimi Hendrix song you mentioned? It's called Midnight. It is Midnight. All right. All right. Our homework is before us. We can end. Tune in next week for more gaseous emissions from Moped Outlaws. Recording stopped.